Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from Atlanta, the moment you wait for all week. Your chance to get informed, entertained, and occasionally outraged. Welcome to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, I promise you this morning, tongues will wag. People's blood pressure will go up. We'll have fun. You'll have some laughs. We will engage. We will attempt to entertain. I will not be smug enough to think that I can guarantee that I'm going to entertain you. But we're going to have a great time today. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need certainty in the home buying process with a loan that fits your life, Rocket can. For years in the American South, I was always told if I would piss off a Southerner, I would get told Delta is ready when you are. Because, you know, that was the old Delta ad campaign. And I would get told that. Hey, Kincaid, Yankee, Delta's ready when you are. Well, I've had enough of Delta in the last 24 hours. No, not the airline. Love the airline. I'll fly it on Wednesday and Saturday next week. Now, I'm talking about the tropical storm, Delta. I've driven this stretch of highway from the house that I currently live in to the studios of 680 The Fan in Atlanta, where I do my national show from. And for 20 years, I did my local show from. And I have never seen the highway littered with so many car wrecks, abandoned cars on the side of the road. Except when there is an inch of snow in Atlanta. That's the only time. There were at least, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to over-exaggerate, so I'm going to try to keep it. 15, maybe 20 abandoned cars along this stretch of road that they call 285 which was drawn up by Satan on a drunken cocktail napkin. When they laid out the city of Atlanta, the idea was they were going to have I-75 and those who have done it run down the west side of town. I-85 was going to run down the east side of town. And then 285 was going to connect the entire city is a big circle. But there was a corrupt city council. And the city council said, no, 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 no. We need to bring people into the city of Atlanta to create commerce and everything. So they decided, let's have two major interstates 
interconnect through downtown Atlanta, and they created a hell of traffic that is uh, unknown to people. And the circles and the merges, it's crappy. And there are cars littered all over the side of the road. All over the side of the road, there was so much rain. It was one of the heaviest rains that I remember last night for around a three, four-hour period. It just relentlessly rained. And I woke up this morning to a record 22 flood warnings sent to my phone. I thought there was like a mass rush of kidnappings or something. So if you are out of the roadways and you're going to be affected by this storm, be careful. We're hitting a lull right now where there's no rain right now. So, But if you're out in the roads, be careful. Here's one of the beautiful things about 2020. And yes, I will continue to find beautiful things about 2020. Because everybody else is spending their time behind microphones telling you how crappy 2020 is. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. We're here to have fun. We're here to celebrate. And guess what? We are celebrating the can-do culture. We will do it again. Yes, we can. Yeah, we have the NHL already uh, celebrating the Stanley Cup championship. In the next few days, somewhere along that time, we will have an NBA champion crowned. The Major League Baseball teams have retreated to bubbles in San Diego and Houston. Excuse me, Arlington. To carry out the, uh, I had to sneeze there, to carry out the uh, NLCS, NALCS, and the ALCS will begin tonight with Valdez versus Snell uh, leading off for the Astros and the Rays. But these are exciting things. But yesterday afternoon, before I headed to church for 530 mass yesterday, by the way, got to tell you, there are times where you hit a, a message hits you and, and impacts you when you go to services. If you're somebody who cares, you go to church and you really feel like some Monsignor Dillon hit it out of the park yesterday. Did a really nice job. I got, I got to remember, give him his props. So I was glad I went, but I was so excited yesterday, sitting on the couch, watching college football all afternoon on a gloomy Saturday where it was sort of rainy and the real stuff hadn't hit yet. And at one point I just put out a tweet and I just said, the joy of sitting on this couch yesterday, watching all of the college football madness that went down was absolutely what I was dreaming about all during the pandemic while we were trying to work. And yes, oh, John, the pandemic is still going on. It's very, very still a big deal. Yes, it is. Big deal. Big deal. Got it. Got it. Thank you very much. Thought police. But this is exactly what I thought about. I thought about yesterday. I thought about Oklahoma and Texas, which was an awesome game to watch. I thought about Florida and Texas A&M, where once again, Florida gets talked, 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 talked about and can't live up to expectations under Dan Mullen, but a highly entertaining game with Texas A&M. Those are the games. Sticking about Georgia, taking on Tennessee, and pretty much second snap of the game, it's 7-0 Tennessee. That's what I was dreaming of. The Oklahoma-Texas game was wild, wild. To me, that's what, that's what got me through April and May and June, wanting that to happen. 
And again, could you imagine being one of the people who kept telling you over and over again that there was no way they could do this? No way they could have an NHL season. No way they could have an NBA season. No way could Major League Baseball do it. Seriously. Can you imagine that? Yesterday, as you're watching all that beautiful college football come down. And we've got storylines all over the place. But can you imagine if you were one of those people, Buster Olney, if you were one of those people, Dan Walken of USA Today, that kept telling you over and over again, Keith Olbermann, that said, oh, well, they can try to do these things, but they can't pull them off. Yesterday was Worst awesome. person in the world. Yes, you are. You are, Keith. And I see you're coming more unglued as we get closer to November, whatever it is. November 3rd. It was awesome. We did make it. It was awesome yesterday. We're going to talk about how it affects the biggest contenders, especially coming up in the fallout today, 720 Eastern time, right here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Dabo Sweeney did something last night during a walk-off interview, and I don't know where you fall on that. I tend to find the walk-off interviews very unproductive. And... Maybe I am being very critical as a media person, and maybe it's too insider, maybe it's too wonky, but I did that job. And one of the things I always tried to do was to, first of all, build up the rapport enough with the person that I'm interviewing, which is hard for these people who do these national games. It's hard because I did it with coaches that I knew because I'm covering one team. And I had a guy, Bob Hartley, and you may remember Bob Hartley won the Stanley Cup with the Colorado uh, Avalanche. And when Bob became the coach of the Atlanta Thrashers, I asked Bob during training camp, and we had hit it off, and I said, can I do an interview with you on the bench during the game during a timeout? And he said, okay, but if you ask me a stupid question, I will just say shut up and get out of my face. And I said, that would make great television. So Bob Hartley would literally let me ask him one question, either the first period or second period. I would come down the ramp, go onto the bench, the camera's on me, and I would get to ask the head coach a question during the game. Because it's really hard to do. It's a hard thing to do because you want to make sure you're asking a relevant question, you don't want to waste their time, and you want their buy-in. Well, it ended up then I got to ask the assistant coach a question during the other period of the game. Each of periods got to do that. So sometimes coaches do that. Dabo Sweeney last night makes a decision before halftime to try to kick a 61-yard field goal instead of punting the football of 21-3. to It ends up in disaster. We'll talk about it during the fallout. But that wasn't the story. The story was Dabo Sweeney walks over to do an end-of-the-half interview and totally owns it. Walks over, takes the blame, says how dumb it was of him to make that decision. Talks about how how he led his team. I don't know what I'm thinking there. I don't know what I was thinking there. That was terrible. I don't know what I was thinking. How many times do you get that honesty out of a coach? How How many times do you get that honesty out of a coach after a game, let alone during a game? And if you listen to the show, you know I'm a fan of Dabo. 
And you know that I'm also a believer that Dabo Sweeney needs to keep his backside directly in Clemson. By the time he's done, he may end up being the greatest college coach of all time. He's young. By coaching standards, he's still young. He is a football factory. Kids love playing for him. So Dabo Sweeney, the one thing he didn't have to do was take ownership of a stupid decision. And instead, he stepped to the microphone during a game and flat out called himself out. You never see that happen. We'll talk about Clemson. And uh, you can't spell fraud without the U. Remember that. You can't spell fraud without the U. We'll talk about that, which was another one of those uh, stories of the week to me that was just, oh, if I saw one more thing about, oh, the U's back. The U is back. They're back, baby. The U. I've heard this over and over again. And De'Ara King. Oh, man, De'Ara King, man. He's, he's, he's just legend. None of these broadcasters bring up the fact that he quit on his teammates at Houston and then lied about it. So we'll get to that here, too. He's now the, the flavor of the month, or he was before last night's game. Pew, pew, pew. An unlikely game six in the NBA Finals tonight. Now this is the perfect way to cap off your day. Game six. The Lakers trying to close it out again to win an NBA championship. We taped the Shaq cast this week. And we had to predict what would happen because we weren't doing a show for this upcoming week. So we had this week's show and then we had to tape this upcoming week's show in advance because of the fact that Shaq and I are both out and about this week and on the road. So we, pr- we pretended that we knew what happened in the NBA Finals and we prepared our thoughts and told the audience what our thoughts were as if it actually had happened. And then we're going to see who was most correct. And Shaq and I both said the same thing before, after four games of the series were done. We both said guaranteed there'd be a game six. Guaranteed. That was the easiest thing in the world for me to think. But the other night as I'm watching the game, I'm going, maybe, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe it isn't. There's something about the NBA and having to have a killer instinct. And I wonder whether the Lakers have had that in their DNA. Because to me, the series could easily have been a sweep. But what happened in game three causes me to say, how did the Lakers let this Heat team stick around when two of their starters were out in game three? And then when everything was on the line, a chance to win a title the other night, the Lakers, again, don't have that sort of cutthroat mentality to be able to close this thing out. I can look at you as an athlete. And I can say, look at LeBron James. If I was LeBron James, by the way, I would not wear clothes. I've said that many times. There are certain guys you just go, okay, if I was LeBron, I would just walk around in my underwear and just have accolades from the people all day long. The guy's a beast. He's absolutely a beast. He's a specimen. But you know what I can't see? Line up all the other guys and then say, what is their DNA? What's Anthony Davis's DNA? 
What is every other player that he's somehow trying to will to a championship again? What is their DNA? Because you've got to have it. Believe me. For the first time in my professional career, I don't have a full-time job. My DNA, those who know me, know that when I start my next job full-time, God forbid the dedication and the eye of the tiger that I'll have because I tend to be a little bit ruthless at times. And I can't wait. Can't wait for that. Because that's just part of my DNA. I'm sort of relentless. I can wear people out. I'm a little, you know, get a little nuts sometimes. It's what happens. I know LeBron James has got that. I know Jimmy Butler's got that. But what's the DNA of the rest of the Lakers? Good time, Charlies? They better not let this get to a game seven. Better not let that happen. Okay, so much on the play today. I'm so happy. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And when you don't work all week long, I've got, I, I think I went down last night, I've got like probably 37 different things that I would like opinions that I'd like to hit today during the show. So prepare yourself. You're going to be bombarded, and it's going to seem random at times. But i got to spit all this stuff out. I've only got four hours to do it. And our toll-free line, you get to spit stuff out too. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Sponsored by our friends at Geico. You want to know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could have been saving on car insurance if you'd made the switch to Geico. It'll keep you up at night. Make the switch over to Geico and save. My buddy Todd Graffinini in the car right now on the way to Atlanta. Radio voice of the Pelicans. I hope he's got Geico on his side because, man, the roads around Atlanta were a little crazy. We're a little crazy. All right, we got a lot coming your way, and I hope that you'll stick around an hour from now for the fallout. If you missed a day in college football, you won't miss it. How can one team manage to build their franchise so much better than everybody else's in professional sports? And it's probably not even close. It's the John Kincaid Show. This is CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. show for those who choose to live their sports life with a positive outlook. Let's get back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Dylan wants me to compile a list today. Anthony, can we put together a list today? I mean, it's something we don't usually do. But What kind of list? He says, John, he DM'd me. I keep my DMs open so people can reach out via Twitter and hang out and everything like that. Good to have my buddy Chris Cawley. You might have heard him from The Voice. He's, he's very talented. Up early this morning listening to me in Atlanta. Uh, but people reach out. And a gentleman, Dylan, says, John, I've heard you use the expression before that if you looked like this guy, you'd walk around naked. Or you wouldn't wear clothes. Do you have a list of those guys that you would say that for? Well, I said earlier in the show, LeBron James. The guy's a beast. He's a beast. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. My wife wouldn't be able to keep her hands off me. And believe me, she can give me the Heisman 
better than any one of the champions can do that pose. She can give me the Heisman better than anybody. I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo's on that list. Maybe I'll give you a few, a few more. Anthony, come on. How cool would it be to look like Jimmy Garoppolo? Honestly. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Seriously, I carry a picture around in my wallet of Jimmy Garoppolo. I got a picture of my wife and daughter and, you know, on the phone. And then I have a picture of Jimmy Garoppolo right where you have, like, your note on your phone. So if I'm in a disfiguring accident. You want to look like him. Make me look like this guy. Exactly. And the plastic surgeon says, well, we have to rebuild him. We've got it. Like, his face is destroyed. I'd say, uh, okay, this is the picture. Use this as a template. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, So much. I don't know in football, and I talk about this all many times with you, is that I admire sometimes the stuff of how organizations are built, how teams are built. I love watching how front offices go about their business. You've heard my buddy Carlos Medina out of 680 The Fan in Atlanta, who joins us very often on the show, front office Los. He loves to study salary caps and how organizations are built, how rosters are built. And I am a geek for that kind of stuff. But I spent yesterday afternoon while I'm watching one of the early games. And I was just looking at how the Tampa Bay Rays were built. And honestly, I can compare it to other sports and say, in the NFL, to have sustained, how about this, not sustained excellence, because what the Patriots have done for a a generation, defined as 20 or 21 years, depending on where you look, what the Patriots did for a generation, absolutely incredible under Bill Belichick. And I'm not sure that they're done. I believe the level of performance is done for where it was at, but that's a damn high bar to try to keep up to. To do that in a league with a salary cap is amazing. I look at it as sustained relevance. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who pretty much for their entire NFL history, the Steelers have been the most relevant franchise. San Francisco 49ers have a great history. They've went through large periods of time where they were the dregs of the NFL. The Dallas Cowgirls have, excuse me, Cowboys, uh, for years. Oh, America's team, America's team, America's team. They haven't even been in an NFC championship game since 96. I think it was the last time. We're going on a quarter of a century where they're not. If you don't make the final four, you weren't relevant to win a championship. And the Cowboys just haven't been relevant. The Redskins had a great run. have had a, a great history. But you need VHS tapes to be able to go see it. The Steelers continue to show success. What the amazing Rays have done. The Tampa Rays are... To me, it's an amazing study in baseball excellence. And by the way, it has spanned various front office regimes, various leaders. From their only World Series appearance in 2008 versus my Phillies to today. How the Rays continue to be relevant, continue to be hyper-competitive, 
and continue to be in the mix over and over again when they are spending pennies compared to dollars is one of the greatest studies that I think in American sports that we'll see. If I was a student and I was in a business program, like a, so you can steal this idea if you're one of those kids out there right now. And I know I, I love it when the kids listen. If you're in, you want to do a, a business paper, but you're a huge sports fan and you're asked to compare and contrast. I remember doing this in a college class. I believe it was for Jim Loftus. Professor Jim Loftus back at Temple University, where we had to compare and contrast how two different companies went about their business. So, for example, how did Coke and Pepsi compare and contrast Coke and Pepsi, compare and contrast uh, LG versus Panasonic or whatever? I would do a study on how the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays have done their business. I would do a study between how the Dodgers and the Rays have done their business and why everybody and their brother has not tried to duplicate what the Rays have done. Player development, scouting, drafting, to a level of excellence that's mind-boggling. Knowing when to get rid of somebody before you pay the big money to them. The Tampa Rays should be America's team right now because the Houston Astros want to try to make themselves out to be victims, which is hilarious, and we'll get into that later. The Astros is victims. (laughs) It's it's absolutely awesome. And everybody knows people like the Astros. They can do the worst, most horrible things. I'm related to some of these people. They can do the worst, most horrible things and somehow find a way to try to make themselves the victim. The Rays are a success story that everybody in the world of sports should be rooting for, especially if you root for a team from a small market. What the Rays do is better than your front office does. And I'm thrilled that later on today during the 9 o'clock Eastern time hour, we'll be joined by Alex Anthopoulos the general manager of and president of the Atlanta Braves. He got the general manager's job three years ago. Then they added president to his title. That's pretty good. That's when you know you've made an impression. Alex will join us from the bubble. I I, I said, would you come on and talk about the NLCS? He said, sure, I'm in the bubble. What else do I have to do? And that's a ringing endorsement of the John Kincaid show. What else was he going to do? He's in the bubble in Arlington. So we'll talk to Alex. And I can tell you, there are certain organizations that just do it better than others. And I saw Aaron Boone behind a microphone the other night saying, I don't want to say this was a disappointment. I don't want to say this year was a failure or a disappointment. Really? What do you want to call it, Aaron? What do you want to call it? Because I guarantee your fan base feels that way. What do you want to call it? Don't spin it. Huge disappointment. He really wants to hear from you, even if he doesn't always act like it. 
Call the John Kincaid Show now at 855-212-4CBS. Thanks so much for being a part of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Joyous, joyous Sunday. What about the... What about... A legend like Eddie Van Halen going this week. Anthony, what impression did that make on a guy of your generation compared to a guy of my generation? Yeah, I mean, clearly it's going to be different because, you know, I think a lot of what makes music special is, you know, you hear a song and then, like, it transports you uh, to a time, right? To a different time in your life when you, usually when you were younger and, you know, whether it's with a girl or a group of friends, so you have that connection. So I love Van Halen. I, I appreciate them. Obviously, Eddie, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Oh, my gosh. Was innovative. Uh, but, of course, it's going to be a little different. I mean, I was obviously, you know, not even born. You know, what about um, your parents? Yeah, uh, it's different for them, yeah. So they're fans of, they're fans of Eddie Van yeah. Halen. Uh, what about David Lee Roth? Did they feel like he sort of just globbed on? Well, and, uh, well I, uh, I think when uh, they thought when he left, it was uh, maybe over for Van yeah, Halen. Yeah, no. And of course, that was not the case. Cause not the case. Sammy, Sammy came in and uh, delivered a you. few hits. I'm telling you. The relationship between him and Valerie Bertinelli, too, uh, very, very, just very, very touching. This very touching relationship that to the end, even though they were divorced, uh, still had a very um, a lot of love for each other. Love Van Halen. Love Van Halen. All right, uh, 855-212-4CBS. There is a, look, a gentleman offered me a job last week, which was very odd because, um, you know, right now I, I'm going through a period of time where I do not have full-time employment. So, and no, we do not have to have a canned food drive yet. Don't think I'm putting that off the table. But uh, in in all seriousness, uh, we are, uh, I'm in the process of looking at where my future will take me. And a gentleman called last week and offered me, he, Anthony, I think he said it was the apprentice program. Yes, it was. For his lumber, to be a lumberjack. Yep. Now, I don't know if the gentleman knew me. By the way, uh, 10 weeks, Anthony, 24 pounds off me. Great job. Keep it up. Rock Shabazz. Shaq's trainer. Rock is the best. And he gave me the easiest way to eat that I've ever had to eat in my life, and I've lost 24 pounds in 10 weeks. Now, I've worked my backside off, too. But all the COVID weight off and additional. So now I feel really good. Now, seven pounds in addition to the COVID weight. So this New is wardrobe. Awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. Not, not, not yet. Not yet. But... The idea of a gentleman offers me a job calling on the phone saying he would welcome me into their apprentice program as a lumberjack. And I said to him, do you have to work outside? Because I'm not really a big fan of, like, sweating. Plus, I feel like you need the beard. Can you grow a beard? Are you cool with that? Yeah, I could grow a beard. When do you need one? By, like, June? (laughs) Can you give me a slight head start? It's going to take that long, huh? Now, I'm getting more physically looking good like i'm i'm getting more physically looking strong uh i'm around three four weeks away anthony from saying bring on pool season that uh, i don't have to worry about going to the pool and doing the you know doing the big 
you know, any jiggly dad bod thing. I got I, I got to still do like another six, seven pounds for that. But uh, a lumberjack might not have been. I appreciate the man who called, but a lumberjack may not be in there. So when you call the show today, if you'd like to offer me into, you know, potentially some sort of maybe there's a job that I would take. Eric Braden from The Young and the Restless suggesting maybe soap actor was in my future. Maybe I join one of the soaps. I am available. So if you're General Hospital, Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives are Bold and the Beautiful, I'm available for you. Just want to tell you. But uh, let's go to the uh, let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Todd in Tampa joins us. Todd, welcome to the John Kincaid Show. How are you? Great, great, Kincaid. Before I get to my raise that you're talking about and, and the classic victory, uh, let, me, let me just say something about your job. Just just go on and get, get your own podcast where you can say what you want when no one tells you what to say. You don't have to toe the company line and take donations. You'll make 10, 20 times more money, <laughs> and we'll, we'll send it in because you're not censored by anybody, and you can talk sports and do All what right. you want to do. Yeah, I could do that. It, maybe, it, and guess it, what? That has been already offered to me. Uh, by a major platform, and, and make but sure you pay and make sure you pay your local church. They pay the Lord ten percent, if not more. Let's get down to business about yes. uh, about about my race. What a classic! Forget about the the NBA. The, the shot heard around the world was Brasso against Ronaldo Chapman, and uh, what an at bat! I mean, if you ever played baseball, if you ever thought about standing in the box, getting the, going against a hundred mile an hour fastball, unbelievable! What it was one to one at the time at the eighth inning, and Brasso. So point yard on that and the car. Here it is. Swing and a long drive. Deep to left field. Going back is Gardner. All the way to the wall. It's gone. A home run for Mike Brasso. The Rays have taken a two to one lead and sweet justice in San Diego. Wow. Justice. The only thing the only only major league baseball could stop like we got you got fans everywhere and the fans should be we, we should and even if these idiots have to we have to fly to Texas or San Diego or whatever and have a half a stadium of Rays and a half a stadium of, of the other team or whatever, that should be allowed, okay? Because this is this is unbelievable. This is and then the idiot baseball, they instead of instead of taking less money and putting it on CBS or NBC wherever they got it on F S one where you can't find it, but I'm here to talk about my race, a team, a Congratulations. bunch of young kids, a bunch of young kids who yep. get a chance to play ball in the major leagues and show what they can do instead of suffering down in the minors, and it's just an unbelievable team victory, a team victory right now, but let me say something to the team. You've done nothing, okay, we got the Astros next, and you've done nothing matters, okay, we got to focus all hands on deck against this Astro team, and we got to close this thing out to be a champion, there you and go. that's what we got to do. Good job, up. Todd. There you go, Todd. I got to take my show back. But um, the network's demanding that <laughs> I do that. But the Todd show is really good there. That's great energy. That's great energy from Todd. Todd always wish, brings it. I wish the local fan base had that energy. Because honestly, the Rays, it's... They deserve it. It's pitiful, the crowd support. It's pitiful. 90, they've won 90 or more games seven times in the past three years in a division with the Yankees. and Not the last three years. Uh, 13 years. 13 years, uh, yes. Again, with, in a division with the Yankees and, and the, Red the Red Sox. Sox. Unbelievable. Yes. Two, two of the highest payrolls in baseball, two of the three highest payrolls in baseball consistently, and the Rays managed to spend the least. And honestly, it's very, it, it's, an, it's an amazing success story. 
So I don't know if there's any franchise in sports that matches it. And you can tell me, like, well, you know, whatever you wish. Like, right now, if I'm a Yankee fan, <laughs> I'm wondering. You're laughing. You're, you're oh, a boy, when, boy, when that ball went over the wall, hit oh by Brousseau in the eighth inning, I was going crazy. As a Mets fan, I hate the Yankees. I despise <laughs> them. I was in my glory when that ball went over the See, wall. See, I respect that. Like, I respect that. I respect the hatred of your rival. Like, I, I can really get into that. I can sink my teeth into that. That's believable to me. That's visceral to me. Well, because as a kid, as a Mets fan, that's when the Yankees were great, winning all their world championships, so everybody would make fun of me for being a Mets fan. So I just I, I despise the Yankees and everything that they're about. And it's weird, too, because of a different era that we, you and I are in. Because I remember in the 80s when I was at Temple University, being able to take the train up to New York or we would drive up and I would park at the prison and the gentleman was kind enough to watch my car for me as I parked it on the street. He watched my car and made sure that nobody broke into my car. Greatest form of extortion. I learned that uh, early on. Uh, But we would go up there and you could sit anywhere you wanted in Yankee Stadium. Anthony, I could get the cheapest ticket. I could buy a ticket face value on the street buy it for half price face value and a bunch of college kids. We could walk into Yankee stadium and sit almost anywhere we wanted. We would absolutely be able to sit lower level between the baselines between first and third. And so I remember when the Mets were great at that time and the Yankees were. So it's incredible. You just see franchises go through different eras. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Sabah joins us. Sabah, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning there, sir. It's always a pleasure now. Always you know, a pleasure. My, I, already told, I already told you about the job opening now. You do know what, what you should be doing, right? I should be, uh, what, what should I do, Redskins defensive coordinator? <laughs> no, what? you should have your uh, podcast called yes. Kicking It with Kincaid right. and a weekly appearance of Scrutinizing with Sabah. Scrutinizing was look the yeah. the podcast thing. Obviously, we do our podcast with Shaq, and and I'm glad that I've been able to bring my star to him to elevate his visibility a little bit because no one really even knew what Shaq was doing after he retired until he worked with me. I would think. I mean, you never see him on TV or anything. Now look at all the ads yeah. he has. I don't wonder who he was. I don't think I'm going to go that route though, as my full time job. I don't think I'm going to, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I don't well, think a, I would You do. always have that option to work sure. for yourself. You'll Absolutely. Think in the long run, that's, that's what I did. I mean, I uh, sure. thought I always had to work for somebody. And then the minute you think, you know, you know you can't, you think it's the end of the world. And then, you know, oh. I end up doing triple oh. what I was doing. You I'll know, tell you this. I'm never going to be chicken. Else. I'm never going to be chicken Caesared again. Exactly. I, now, was taken um, out, I was taken out for a chicken Caesar and left without yeah. a job. So I'm, yeah. I'm never going to be chicken Caesared again. In fact, I haven't ordered a chicken Caesar since. I'm very I'm like scared control. of it. Yeah, I'm scared of it. There you go. And I got a couple of things, a couple of things. First of all, how about them Tar Heels? Okay. Yes. Okay, so we now, are rocking it. Yeah, we, defensively. We Virginia Tech in forever. Okay, but defensively, though, that team is awful. Well, so is the other team. I got you, but the thing is, is that it makes it hard for me to take North Carolina seriously. Well, that's college football. I, Everybody scores in college football. That's just how I got that you, is, but right? not, there, there are teams that can play more legit defense. In fact, that's one of our topics in the next hour. There, as far then, as okay, teams I'll that give you that. It. What about my Redskins? I'm so glad the friend of Dan is gone. Now we can get on to football operations, and I don't care if we're bad. 
or how good we get. I mean, obviously I want us to be good, but I know it's football people making football decisions now. And so I'm so looking forward to today's game. Okay. Well, I look, I am, I am finding this here as a, as I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, I, I, I don't know with Washington football team. All I know is that you've got somebody in charge now that I believe in. And I'm so excited, and I just love Saturday watching all football, and I'm going to watch all football today. All right, Sabat, have a great day. Appreciate it. There's a lot of fun. The Washington football team right now does intrigue me because I'm a fan of Ron Rivera, but they intrigue me. Am I on board thinking that they're going to, uh, you know, be winning something anytime soon? No. All right, I tease this, and I want to make sure I say it. Why can't Tom Brady just show us some humanity? Tom Brady blew it the other night. He didn't know what down it was, and he can claim that he did. And Bruce Arians can lie to the public to cover for Tom Brady and say, oh, no, he knew what down it was. No, he did not. He threw the incomplete pass. He held up four fingers in the air. He thought, wait a minute, whoa, to the referee. Wait, 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 it's fourth down. No, Tom, it was fourth down. Tom Brady blew it. He blew it. But instead of just owning it and showing us some humanity, like we opened the hour with Dabo Sweeney saying what a terrible decision he made, Tom Brady couldn't show us some humanity. What's the deal? Why not? Why can't you just give us something that tells us that you're a human being and you're not some sort of a robot? It's okay. Everybody screws up. Everybody screws up. Tom Brady just makes it, he makes it hard to appreciate him as a human being. He really does. Just own it. You blew it. All right, we got a lot coming up for you. In fact, optional defense. Plus, I'm road tripping all over the SEC this week. I'll tell you about it next. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 